And uh, the mortgage just seemed a, a natural transition for me because it was a little bit less selling, a little bit more helping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not offering products that 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 the people aren't necessarily there to buy. I'm actually helping them with buying a home. So so no extended warranties. No extended warranties. I don't call them and hey, <laughs> would you like an extended warranty? No, yeah, it's just you know my performance. That's the biggest thing. My my performance uh, in the eyes of my uh, my supervisors and my owner was based on how many products I sold clients, and it just wasn't necessarily always me looking after their best interest. And now sure. I get to one hundred percent look after their best interest. Sure, dude, I love yeah, that. Yeah, great point. I love that. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here always with the incredible co-host, Mr. John Jones, and we have a treat for you today. So part of the Rookie Rockstar series that we've done over the course of however long the we've been doing year, yeah. the Rookie Rockstar series, we have a guy from Fort Myers, Florida, Mr. Sean Carter. Welcome to the show, my man. Thanks. Glad, glad I could be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cool. So you want to give us a little background on Sean? So Sean, Sean's been a, a new to the mortgage business. Sean, tell us a little bit about your background in the car finance business in Michigan. So you're not only new to Florida, you're new to the mortgage business, and it's been less than a year. And your stats are crazy off the chart. You're self-generating your leads. Um, and, and so we, we're glad to have you here, and we, we want you to share how you've become so successful so fast in a, in a state where you virtually knew, know nobody. Okay, well, uh, I spent about 30 years in the car business, about 22 and a half years I spent actually doing automotive finance. Um, became, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty tired of, of, of that, uh, that choice, I guess, in my career. I wanted something a little bit more challenging. After 22 and a half years, I was, I was kind of like ready for the next, the next chapter. And uh, what I enjoyed the most about my interaction with with my with my clients was helping them and you know doing the you know getting them in into the next step of, of the process and uh, the mortgage just seemed a, a natural transition for me because it was a little bit less selling a little bit more helping mm-hmm. um, you know I'm not I'm not offering products that 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 the people aren't necessarily there to buy I'm actually helping them with buying a home so so no extended warranties no extended warranties i don't call them and hey (laughs) would you like an extended warranty no yeah it's just you know my performance that's the biggest thing my my performance uh in the eyes of my uh my supervisors and my owner was based on how many products i sold clients and it just wasn't necessarily always me looking after their best interest and now sure. i get to 100 percent look after their best interest sure dude i love yeah, that great point yeah. i love that yeah i you know i worked in the in this business for a little while for a, a retail bank we won't say the name but they seemed much more focused on us selling credit cards deposit accounts sure. the yep. whole nine yards than they did on us selling mortgages and i'm like yo i only get paid mortgage life insurance right? paid, yeah. uh, to close mortgage loans so hey sean man i gotta ask you like you've lived in michigan for how long did you say my whole life. Your whole life. Well, well, okay, I, you I, don't, I, you don't have up, to give us a number. Six, 
<laughs> since 16 i'm sorry not my whole life we moved we moved from indiana to michigan when i was 16. all right cool yeah. so what what made you decide like i understand you were like hey i'm gonna make a career change but you also moved like completely south what made mm -hmm. you decide on florida or what made you decide to leave michigan i mean that's those are some pretty big life changes all at yeah. the same time yeah uh pretty much snow <laughs> snow did it for me snow did it for me 25 like years ago yeah um one of the things we do in the car business and i've done for the last 30 years is when it snows we all get together we grab what's called a snow broom it's basically a uh a, a handle with a foam like wedge on it and you go out and you broom cars off okay um you could do that three four times in a day oh wow and you're bundled up, you're freezing. And I'm like, and then then we have a thing called a lot party where you have to move all the cars, warm them up, move them, so plow, plow, then put them all yeah. back. Hundreds of cars. And uh, I don't miss that. No. <laughs> I know. I don't imagine you would. That sounds horrible. Dude, I started, I, I'm with you. I started in the mortgage business back in the 90s in, in Boston. And yeah, I, I, enough. I had slid off the road coming from my office one day on oh, 90, wow. 93 and into a ditch. And I'm like, this is going to be the last winter that I spend that in Boston. You spend there, yeah. Yeah. So had you mm -hmm. vacationed in Florida before? Yeah, that's actually what uh, what prompted the final move is my, my wife and I were able to join some good friends of ours on a uh, vacation, a spring break vacation with them and their family. Uh, they were gracious enough to have us kind of kind of come along with them last minute. We absolutely had a blast. They rented a boat. We were on a, on a, on a canal here in, in, Fort, in Cape Coral. And uh, my wife had been pretty resistant to moving down here up to that vacation. And because uh, I, I, in 2011, I was sending her like listings for, for Cape Coral. I'm like, hey, we should look at this place. No, gators, mosquitoes, my hair, yada, yada. Yeah. And when we and when we came back from that vacation, she's like sending me listings. Like, yeah, well, we we need to go down there again. So uh, that was, um, I think, 2019 spring break in 2000, you know, 20. We bought, so it was it was a very quick yeah. moving. Once I got my wife on board, you know, because right. I have to ask permission pretty yes. much free. Yeah. It's gotta so be her. We have to like do that here too. Every so married guy I know. So yeah. yeah. You're, you're good to go there. It's the secret to a happy marriage, Sean. Gators and yep. hair. That's yep. I don't say I love that. That was the most important thing to her was gators and hair. So yeah. <laughs> I, she either got over it or you figured out a way to fix it. So now you brought her down here and you put put her to work. Um, you're in the middle of a demo there at, at the house in Cape Coral, aren't you? Yeah, we uh, well, we weren't sure uh, when the actual move was going to happen because uh, at that time we purchased, I was still in the car business, uh, still doing a, you know, wasn't a remote position at all. And I didn't have any, any uh, exact plans to go in the mortgage business. And so we bought a house that was more catered towards like being a second home uh, investment property. So now that we've decided to make our home here, we, we want to make some modifications, make it more suitable to, to living here now. Yeah, cool. So I gotta ask, what what like what led you to the mortgage business? What, why well, mortgages? <laughs> I uh, had a really bad experience uh, with a uh, with the situation where the first house we we purchased the the, the loan fell through, and uh, it kind of was frustrating. And you know, it was we got moved to a construction loan. It was there's issues with the seawall. It was just you know some of it 
was just circumstances. Some of it, I felt like the, the lender wasn't really, didn't have a uh, handle on what was going on down here in Florida. Okay. And so we ended up, uh, uh, our realtor, we were using my cousin actually ended up uh, not renewing his license. So we went to another uh, realtor and he actually introduced us to Tim Hart. Oh wow! He said, I got this lender for you and he'll, he's awesome. He'll take good care of you. And um, so he, he was right. I mean, we, we were, it was a whole nother level. We were, we were really yeah. uh, handled with kit gloves. Um, the whole process was easy. And I asked Tim uh, towards the end of the process, I said, I, I'm thinking about getting a mortgage. Is, is, would you consider <laughs> you know, hiring a car guy? And he said, yeah, give me, give me a call when you're ready. So I did. <laughs> wow, so there we go. So that Tim Hart guy, I understand he's pretty good at doing mortgages. Maybe not so much <laughs> at playing softball though. No, he just can't hit a ball out of the can't, infield. Can't hit a ball out of the infield from what we've been told. I mean, every but time I'm in town, that's the rumor. That's right? what we hear. So, all right, dude, listen, Sean, congratulations. So you've been in the mortgage business since October, 2020. You started in a brand new industry, which I always tell people all the time, the hardest part about being a rookie is learning how to do loans and where to go get them at the same time. On top of that, man, you did it in a pandemic. Yeah. In what? a new state where you know virtually nobody. <laughs> I, I uh, so you yeah, must have I, bought I, I, you must have bought a ton of leads, right? Is that how you did it? You bought a ton of no, leads? No, um, no. You know, obviously, I had. I mean, having Tim as your mentor, I mean, that was like winning the the lottery. I mean, is complete, you know, complete uh, fortunate uh, situation for me to be able to to be in a branch where I have one of the best in the industry, you know, overseeing me, coaching me, mentoring me. Um, he, he never, he never, he's never too busy uh, to, to stop what he's doing and help you out. Uh, he's done, we've done multiple screen shares. I mean, he's just, I mean, obviously it, it made it very simple transition for me. Yeah, cool. So the leads, that was a joke, by the that way. That was a joke. So I know I know. early on what you started doing is um, once you, you get your boots on the ground, you were doing a lot of broker opens and open houses on weekends, and I think you were going and hitting four, five, six every weekend. Tell us what that was like. I know it got you in front of a lot of agents really quick and got you some traction, obviously. Actually, I got the idea from you. Uh, we sat and talked lunch. <laughs> All right. Uh, when, when, when I was coming on board, we, we had a little lunch, and you you talked about uh, a, a method of, of getting out there, meeting somebody, and uh, you mentioned that you know, kind of, hey, just stop at some open houses, have a cooler of water in the back of your car, stop in, give them some water, say hi, and I kind of I kind of latched onto that, and and I hit I hit open house houses hard for about three months, mm -hmm. uh, met a lot of people, probably. You know, three quarters of the realtor database I have is from people I've met at open houses, mm -hmm. and I actually just enjoyed it. I just I, I felt like it was something. You know, a lot of activities you do, you're like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I have a hard I have a hard time picking up the phone and making a cold call. I mean, I can't. I mean, I yeah, I can't. With you. I can't yeah. get excited about that. But but I actually I kind of I kind of was excited about going into open houses and meeting people and and um. You know, I, I don't, I don't know why one was easier than the other, but it was, and, and that, that was very effective for me. Yeah, cool. So, I think I'm going to slow you down a little bit because I think like the whole point of the rookie rockstar series is to really get into what he's talking about right now, yes, right? Yeah. How did you go from October 2020 knows no one in the market, right? Doing no business, just got into the business to, I think you told me before we got on, he's on pace at the end of 15, July to do about million. 15 million for the year. Right. Right, so it started, Sean, I understand with you, you you went and found opportunities to meet people 
in this specific instance, you chose during COVID open houses and broker opens. Yeah, that's on top of that. So once you met, like, I guess, walk me through a little bit. Was there anything specifically that you would say when you went into any of those broker opens or open houses? And then I'm, I'm curious too about your follow up. Like, what did you do next? I, well, I, I, I mean, we use top of mind. I, I, I put them all on top of mind and, and get them on a, on a, on a, you know, a, a, whatever, a flow, a, a drip, drip campaign. Um, but the biggest thing for me was just being, being uh, real with them. When I went in there to talk to them, I was like, Hey, I'm new. You know, I'm just, and I told them what I did, where I came from, you know, and, and what I believe in as far as relationship, um, you know, developing the relationship and, and, and working hard for people. And, and I, I, I think of, I, I got a really, I was, I told my wife, I couldn't believe how I, I was expecting the worst, you know, to get shot down when I walked in these open houses. Oh man, I don't have time for you. And, you know, but everybody was just so welcoming and, and nice. And, and, and I had some really awesome conversations. I, I could probably count on one hand how many bad interactions I had with realtors. And it just, um, I felt like it was a really quality you know, quality face-to-face meeting uh, introduction with, with realtors that I would never have by calling them. Yeah. So how much time would you spend? I mean, you, you walk into a broker or an open house, like how much time did you spend in there before you would go on to the next one? Um, I, I would do either Friday or Saturday. I usually, I usually would hit five to six open houses. Uh, and, and I was limited by the the open house times, typically, you know, 11 to four. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, between drive time and, and you know, I, I would be in an open house if, if they didn't have guests. I mean, I, I mean, some of our conversations would go on for a half hour. They could have been you know? like basically a one-on-one to some degree if you walk into well, a correct. house and it's Back, just you and an agent. A one-on-one last fall. Yes. Today, yeah. not so much. Yes. Yeah. 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 Today, yeah. yeah. I, I've been I've been having some challenges here. Uh, my open houses haven't quite quite been as effective because you go in now there's like 50 people in these things and you just can't get one-on-one time but i was very fortunate when i first started that 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 almost almost all the open house i went into it was a it was a it was a situation where we we had quality time to inter, have an introduction and, and meet each other get to know each other so cool um yeah. cool so you go into the open house depending on how busy it was depending on how much time you spent there and then you put them in a crm program what what did your follow up was there was the was it a hundred percent just the CRM program, or was there anything else that you were doing to try to solidify or get into relationship there? Um, all of the people I've met, I after I like that night after I was I put them in the CRM because I didn't want to forget that night, and I would thank them for the time they spent talking to me. I'd send them a little text and I sent them my contact card. So it's just like in your in my iPhone, I have my 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 actual contact, and I would send it to them, and I say, hey, you know, save this on your phone. You know, I know you got uh, several lenders you're working with, but uh, I mean, I believe in availability, uh, transparency, and communication. So I'm going to be available for you. So if you can't get a hold of your other lender, give me give me a holler, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, I I pick up my phone on a Saturday. You know, I. Uh, eight o'clock at night, I don't, I don't turn off my phone. I mean, I'm there. So I, I, I think some of the relationships I've developed have, uh, you know, come from that. And a hundred percent, I believe those are the things that you've got to do when you're a rookie. Like he's trying to differentiate himself from the market. Hey, I'm available in the evenings. I'm available on the weekends. I, 
I work when you work type philosophy. But one of the things that you just said, Sean, that I want everybody to, to hear too is you have a to the street message, right? So his was, I'm going to follow up. I want you to know this is who I am and what I'm about, mm-hmm. right? And so he's got a plan for what message he wants to communicate to people that he's meeting out there. I call that all the time. Hey, what's your go to street strategy? Um, so you follow up right away within, it sounds like basically 24 hours of meeting somebody, you put them in that CRM program. What's next? Is there anything that's next? Yeah. I, I, um, well, obviously we have our, our, our emails that go out to my realtors that the marketing takes care of. But in addition to that, um, I'll send out like, you know, kind of small texts to them. Hey, you know, this, this has just happened, you know, right. You know, uh, we're having some difficulties in, in getting appraisals back. I said, Hey, you know, just so you know, appraisers are taking a little longer, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. Um, basically you were given updates. Yeah. You're yeah, market updates. Hey, here are some challenges or here's some yep. things that we've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we re- recently rescued a deal from another lender. Let me share something with you so that the same mistake doesn't happen with you. That sort of stuff. I have a, a app on my phone where I can, I can actually send out a single message uh, it's like a group me thing to, to all the, I have everybody set up in my, in my realtor section. So I can send out just like, Hey, happy Friday. And I can send it to everybody in a matter of a few, few seconds. And, uh, you know, it, it makes it very efficient. And so to, to it looks to them. them like it's an individual message from you instead of like a group message. Yeah. I, I, I really struggle with, with, and this is probably an area I need to work on. And, and John will probably definitely, uh, beat me up about this one. I have a hard time actually picking up the phone and calling each one of them on a regular basis because I just, I, I, I feel like, um, well, first of all, a lot of them don't pick up the phone, you know, sure. so, but they, but always, they always respond to my texts or I mean, always respond, but, but I, you know, I, I feel like I get better uh, traction from the text. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're getting kind of more of a text savvy, text savvy type of. Um, yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think it's, you know, phone, I think you, you might reach somebody probably 20, 30% of the time, mm-hmm. email even less texting. It's 95 plus percent. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's red, red. And, and usually you'll get a response very seldom. Will they not respond? Yep. So, you know, yeah. the communications there with an email, it's under 20%. Yeah. Or I think I mean, even, so, you know, you could even kick it up from there and do like a video text. Right. You know, today, yeah. like our technology is crazy. You know, you could literally do a you know, hey, it's Sean, it's Friday. I just want you to know I'm available to work this weekend if you need me. Give me a call if you got anybody who needs a pre-approval or he's, you got any general home loan financing questions. He's one take now, he's done so Boom. many videos. You know, and you text that out instead of the text yeah. message or whatever, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and that's a good point, Brian, because I, I was doing like just birthday texts to, to, to realtors and, and, and clients. And I just, as of recently, and I, I think this was, you know, Tim's idea or, or who knows, but, but he's like, you know, just doing a quick like, 10 second video. Hey, I saw it's your birthday. Just hope you have an awesome day from, you know, come to you as your favorite, you know, mortgage guy down in Florida, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, they're like, Oh man, why uh, one of my, uh, business, uh, relationships I have with a uh, investment guy I said, dude, that's next level, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. You know? And very cool. So Sean, I'm, I'm going to imagine based on what you've shared with us so far about how you've grown your business, most of your business is purchase. Um, a little more, it's, it's, yeah, a little more purchase. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of half and half. I got, I, okay. uh, I'm trying to, uh, develop my business up in, in Michigan, Indiana. I'm, I'm having a hard time 
you know, getting that purchase business going. So it's been mostly refinance in those areas. Okay. Yeah. Because that's where your database is at, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yep. mean, if you had the same sphere of influence here in Florida, it would be here. It, yeah. it would be here, but that's where you're, I mean, yeah. dude, you're doing the right thing. That's absolutely smartest thing to do. Yep. So walk us through a little bit more. So what, what else you got? What are, what are some of the things that you're doing um, to try to build these relationships, bridge these gaps, help you grow your business? Um, I, uh, I like to, I'd like to take some, you know, some of my realtor partners out, you know, and just go have lunch. Just like, Hey, let's meet somewhere. Uh, I just had lunch with one of our, one of my, one of my realtors that, that uh, I've done business with. And we just, I don't even talk business. We just go and we sit down we just hang out. I just want to get to know them. I just want to, yeah, I mean, it's all about, you know, I was very relationship heavy in my last career where, you know, it, it, yeah, I had my clients and I sold, but really my success hinged on the relationships I built with, with my lenders, you know, cause I had 20 different lenders and, and getting them to, to approve my loans was important. So the relationship, you know, and, and people, sense fake so i just don't want to sit down with them and talk of mortgages and how i'm going to get them great service and you know if they don't like me they're not going to do business with me yeah you know yep. and honestly if i don't like them i'm probably going to do business with them either right. <laughs> right. yeah so just being being authentic yeah yep true to self so you you also you're involved with some real estate offices down there and i know that you do some presentations lunch and learns and you do share information other than just taking them to lunch tell us a little bit about that and giving them value there Yep. Um, I haven't done a lunch and learn myself yet. I've mostly just helped Tim, you know, uh, present his, um, he's, he's just so uncomfortable. I, I can, I can go in an open house and meet somebody, no problem, but I, I'm, I'm still working up to where I can, you know, stand up in front of 20, 30 realtors and, and, and present a, um, you know, a slideshow yeah. on, on, on topics. Yeah. So I'm working up to that, but, uh, we've done, uh, what, three or four since I've been here. Um, you know, we kind of kind of ramping back up and, and getting a, a monthly uh, new realtor type thing going. Tim's putting um, uh, mortgage uh, mortgage lending made easy or something like that. And uh, we've had some good good feed uh, good um, sorry good turnout on that. Good feedback. Cool. So listen, this is a really important question. I need to get some clarification on. How often does Tim wear cleats to the office? Well, see, he's always he's always there he's when I get today. there, and he's still there when I leave. So, I mean, I don't know what he's got underneath his desk, what he's wearing. <laughs> so that's a reference to, to uh, his football to video. His football yeah. video. Well, here's the thing: he he tries not to wear his helmet too much because it interrupts with his microphone. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, Sean, is there anything that maybe you know we haven't covered with you that you think? you know, would be a value for anybody who's, you know, new in the business like you? I think, I mean, you're, you're pretty active in social media. I know you're new in the business, but you're working with a guy down there that does a tad of that. And I'm just curious, like what your strategy is. And I know you've been doing some videos and some posting. So share, share with us your success there. Oh. And, and I guess yeah, you probably, Tim. you have to do it with Tim, right? Oh yeah. Well, he's, Tim's pushing me and pushing me. I'm not very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, I mean, I just, I just struggle with it. I just, it's, I'm very self-conscious. So he's been pushing me. He's like, more you do it, more you do it, you know, more comfortable you feel. And he's just so at ease. It, it's just, it's his culture. So I, I almost, I don't have a choice. <laughs> 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 to, be, 
He's reluctantly put me in the front of the camera numerous times. <laughs> hey, we're doing this video. It's like, what, what? now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now. I mean, one take, okay, I don't know. Can we do it? No, it's done. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's starting to pay off for you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I'm, I'm. I already bought into. It. It's just a matter of me getting comfortable with. It. I mean, video, like I was telling you about with the text versus the video. You know, birthday. I think the video just tends to to have more more pull. It I has more think, reach. So statistically, yeah. it's about tenfold over just yep. static. You know, message. Yeah. And people get more of your like authenticity and and, and personality from a video than they do from a text. You know, so yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's true, and that's where the authenticity part we were just talking about comes through. That authenticity comes through in a video way more than it will sure. in text. Anyway, I think yeah. the other thing we all know this about text messages and emails too is the reader is the one who determines the tone of the way that that text or that email is read. But when you mm -hmm. do it in video format, there's no question about what the tone is. Right. right? True. Yeah. So. So let, let's talk the importance, like being new, new in the business, how important is it to work under a great, uh, a great leader, I'll say for Tim, but not only that, but his entire team and helping you structure a deal being a new LO? Good question. Uh, I mean, I think it's, for me, it would have been the difference between, you know, sinking and swimming. I mean, um, even with my lending background, uh, coming into mortgages, it's, entirely different almost nothing the same i mean yeah. i i mean there was a there's there's a there's a you know certain acumen you get from from doing you know something that's similar but but it's it, i needed i needed that that mentorship really really bad i mean i i, I probably would have been very frustrated and I, it, it would have taken away from my ability to i think market more if i was so bogged down with the, the technique or te uh, technical part of the of the job which is it's a it's a quite a learning curve yeah i mean you, you've got the team and the support that can help you structure a deal put a deal together um and know that you have a deal to allow you to go out and do what you do best and that's sell yeah, yeah i just think know. i go back to even you know the early days of my mortgage career you know i'm very thankful i, I worked for a guy my rookie year um his name is mark fitzpatrick and i'll forever be grateful to him because he actually taught me how to do loans like and it was and Sean, I think you're experiencing this a little bit. Like you feel 100% comfortable going out on the street and building relationships and bringing deals in because you know you have a phenomenal team behind you that's gonna help you figure out whether you even have a deal or not, right? Yeah, And yeah. Uh, And that was the same experience I had. I, I, I wasn't worried about, and in, I will tell you in my first couple of months in the business, I didn't have that. And so here's the kiss of death. I was getting referrals and I didn't know how to qualify them right. Yeah. So I would tell agents, you know, I can't do, I can't get this one done for whatever reason. And then I would find out later that the agent found an LO who was better than me. Got it done. That was able to get it done. Well, you think yeah. that agent's gonna come back and give me another shot right. at one? No, no, my my answer was no, you can't get paid. And that other person's answer was yes, you can get paid. Even worse yeah. being on the other side of it when you think you have a deal and then finding out three or four weeks. Oh yes, that would certainly be, that, that would definitely be. I mean, and I think for me in the beginning, I was so worried about that, John, you, you that I was that. very, very conservative yeah. and I didn't work hard to try to figure out how to get a deal done. 
And when you've got somebody like Sean has right now that he's got, like he knows. An entire team. We're not talking yes, Tim because Tim's he, not the guy, but he has yeah. an entire team supporting you and, and helping yeah. you structure those deals. Yep. And then that's it's, how it's, you also learn, right? Because when you're doing deals, that's how you're learning. And the time, you know, there'll be a time where down the road, that layer of support isn't going to be as important as it is right now. Yep. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say to any rookie, anybody looking to get into the business or is new to the business, if you're not aligned with somebody like the relationship that Sean just talked about, you need to find someone who, who can. 100%. Yep. Yep. Yeah, definitely. What else you got, man? When are you going to be done with that house? <laughs> It's, it's been, I hope soon. It's a little bit of a distraction. I, I feel like uh, my marketing efforts are, are definitely being hampered by, by my, my, uh, I'm doing everything myself. Well, not everything, but most of it myself. So, Good you know, Lord. dude, listen here, I got a, I got a marketing idea for you to go with that. Man, I, I would video document all of that stuff. He is, yeah. You're yeah. doing a good job you, of it. You know, like like just do some Facebook posts and stuff on it. People will follow that. There goes hanging. the authenticity. <laughs> down some of nothing. that's probably funny. Oh. Like I'm you know, like if you shocked yourself, that would be pretty funny. Oh um, yeah. You know, hopefully it didn't <laughs> yeah. hurt when you shocked yourself, but you know, I'm just I've saying done it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like stuff like that, people are going to be interested in the authenticity and see what we have a we have a loan officer we know that's in um a rural area in South Georgia and she like documented the entire building of a pool one summer and got more business oh, yeah, from right. people just watching her Facebook posts on her pool being built over four or five weeks. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, just by being consistent and being visible. Yeah. yeah. Great idea. I can, I can tell you if there was a, if there was somebody filming, you know, me and my wife working together, and that interaction and some of the banter back and forth and the arguments. <laughs> like I mean, reality TV. Go, yeah, put it right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of these shows you watch, you, you can tell they're adding the drama. And you know, like you watch American Choppers, you know, they're drunk. That's what that's what gets people. Alive. I'm telling you, if they if they film my wife and I work on this house, uh, we would get a, a instant offer from HGTV for a series. <laughs> <laughs> I love Learned it. some new words, right? I love it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, there'd be a lot of beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might not be a show in all of that. Then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much beep. What do you mean? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, listen, Sean, thanks for joining us. Sean, yeah. you got one more thing? Yeah. I just want to throw out you know, an amazing start. Again, we go back to October 1st. So it's just been nine months, six months into the business. Yeah. He had closed $2 million in volume. Um, and I know the month of March, that was incredible for you. And I know it, probably a little stressful as well, but it can be done. The message is that if you're under a great leader, um, you have good support, a good team, and you go out and hunt yourself, find the deals, yep. right? And, and, and are not afraid to go out and put yourself out there. You can be successful. Yeah. I mean, he's doing yeah. awesome. And it's, we expect great things and uh, watch out Tim Hart. Well, dude, fist bump. If we could fist bump you, we fist bump you. Awesome job. Uh, dude, awesome job, man. Thanks for joining us today. And I'll just say, you know, if, if you're watching any part of the series, if there's anything that any of us can do to help you out, I want you to know, like we say all the time, we serve all who seek service, not just those we're in business with. I know Sean, I know John, myself, we would love to help you in any way. But I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. On behalf of John Jones and Sean Carter, I'm Brian Lovell. Thank you, Sean. Always here to serve. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. Nice job, Thanks, man. man. Good job.